Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, he's in that other box. He's Andy Esamakis. How are you, Andy? It's been zero days since I thought of Fern Gully okay. after seeing after seeing this game. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I guess. Yeah, that's going to be I, I lost guess. to a lot of people listening well, to this show. That's like a 90s reference. You got you, you got but, a supercomputer um, in your pocket. You can figure it out. Just, just Google, Google it. Google. 92. Yep. 92. Yeah, 92. Just Google. Stay away from the uh, 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 the what's the deviant art, please. For the love of God, <laughs> stay Safety away from the burn guy. On, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the <laughs> dual screens podcast. And with us, we have. Bowden, Sarah, and Mel Ramsden of Flight Yay. School Studio. Now, the only reason why I stumbled on that is because my mouse cursor was over was over the text, and I and I lost my place. <laughs> so I swear to Bob, I had that. I didn't even whatever. A Flight School Studio developer of Stoneflight, a chill and tranquil action adventure game about the journey of self discovery, all while piloting a bug sized mech. Folks, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we, we, I've to- for full disclosure, th- this is the my the best conditions for me to do the show under is when I forget we're doing the show, and then I <laughs> and I don't like psych myself up. I don't give myself all this thing. Sure, I just kind of yeah. roll with the punches. So you're just like. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just do the thing. So, Bowden, you are the game director. Yep. And Correct. Mel, you are the technical game designer, yes. level designer, and mm-hmm. artist. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, environment hats. So that qualifies. Oh, you did it. That's hats. I didn't. Re- I didn't consider myself a proper artist until I realized I did do some. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> it's true. a small team, so yeah. we we all did a bunch of stuff. That's true. So, I mean, game director. And then there's somebody with three jobs. <laughs> what, so, what is that? I'm wondering who's what is who, that? who's the real director in this situation. No. Um, so <laughs> before we get into it, let's just tell everybody what we're listening to. Folks, this is the Dual Screens podcast. This is the Internet's number one indie developer interview podcast, probably. It mm-hmm. posts each and every Friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home Podbean. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're, and of course, you can get the video version on YouTube.com slash Dual Screens TV. And you can get the show early, as early as Mondays instead of Fridays. If you're a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash NDS podcast, just like our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nussler, FNH Paul, and Vegas Girl on Fire. We can't continue to grow without your support. And we cannot continue to amplify the indie developers of the world that we love so much without all of your support so please tell your friends about the show and rate us on itunes okay now people know what the hell they're listening to now tell them what what game they're going to be hearing all about tonight what the hell is this game yeah what what, (laughs) give us the elevator pitch tell tell me what, what stonefly is okay i'll go first yeah uh like you kind of already said stonefly is a game that is a lot about mood it's about hanging out in this forest as a miniature bug-shaped mech um, piloted by a young woman named Annika as she kind of searches in for something that was very important to the family that she has lost. And you encounter a lot of you encounter a lot of creatures. It's like passive and active at the same time, you know, like 
there's a lot of combat, but it's never like aggressive or violent. You don't cause damage to these buggers. It's very friendly. There's a lot of different places you go to. It's explorative. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like a place you'll you'll hang out in. That, oh, it's a place you'll hang out in. I have so many it's a place you'll hang out in. Yeah. Sounds like a like clubhouse. <laughs> stoned fly is what I want to say. It's <laughs> <laughs> the sense I'm getting. So well, is... I want to hear yeah. Mel's interpretation of what this yeah, game please. is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything Bo said is correct and true. Um, it's uh, it's a nonviolent, very action game. Like there's a lot of uh, abilities and combat, and a lot of like different kinds of bugs that require different kind of strategies to engage with and. Uh, and kind of play against, um, but you don't actually like you don't murderize them or anything like that. You just no kind murderizing. of murderizing. Yeah, no murderizing. Use your abilities to uh, you know kind of move them out of the way because uh, all of the combat is kind of objective based. Where uh, as throughout the game, like one of the key elements of the gameplay is you're collecting minerals, um, and the bugs are they eat them. It's their food. So uh, each time you go out into the world to you know collect minerals to uh, you know use them for lots of different things, um, the bugs are going to try and stop you. So you can. You know, use your abilities to try and crowd control them a little bit. It's a little bit strategic in that sense. Um, but then ultimately, like, uh, you know, once you shoo them out of the way and collect your minerals, then, you know, you can go back to your your base and start start using them and, and mm. you know, use some elements to progress the story and stuff like that. It's all kind of tied together. So it's kind of yeah. story-driven, action, nonviolent, tiny game. <laughs> we liken the core gameplay to, like, King of the Hill. Yeah. Or in like some mm. ways, it's kind of smash. You just got to knock the other yeah. characters off the platform so you can mm. get all the goodies that are at the center of the hill, basically. You're kind of like a like a Pied Piper in a way of just like guiding them or figuring <laughs> out a way to get them away from wherever yeah. they are. Now, you say, you're shooing bugs. Yeah, yeah. You say nonviolent, um, yet you're taking their food supply. So what kind of sadists <laughs> are you? Over there. I mean, sometimes I mean, you don't need it, them. and you could leave some food. And sure. there's probably so much around that, like, we're not starving anybody. You're just taking se. those specific minerals because you right. don't want to do the work of looking to be for in the, the same hidden place. stuff. <laughs> you want to make the bugs find that stuff. <laughs> so, what, it, what yes. is the what is the reason why why you're looking for these minerals? They're the currency of the world. Like, people use these materials, these minerals, for a lot of things. Um, not just for trade, but also for like constructing objects of the world. So this like microscopic technology of this non-human, you know, race of species, there's a variety of species on not earth. It's, there's nothing related to earth here. Just kind of use these minute, these minerals and these resources to construct little vehicles, to like build their houses, to just like do everything. So they're just kind of like the, the metals and wood of our world. Right. Mm. So, Go ahead, Andy. No, I was going to say, you know, people don't like bugs, right? <laughs> and I can't. Not these people. These and people I, are fine and, with them. And I, can't, yeah. and I can't kill the bugs, is what you're telling me. It's ironic because in this world, these people are like, you know, maybe half the size of like a, a little insect. Yeah. A little insect in our world is probably the size of a, a bear to us, to a human. Oh, oh no, Some God. of the larger <laughs> bugs are maybe the size of like an elephant or something. Oh, like that. I don't like this at all. But they're fine with it. They ride them like you know. You could ride on the back of a little cricket in this in this mm -hmm. idea. So this is, is it's kind of like Getting itchy all over. <laughs> it's like it's like us burning down a forest for for like the oil underneath the ground. Is that like kind of? Yeah. And we're just like getting the. You're like shoe right, animals shoe. But like, right, it's but no. So, yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Not the 
happening down let's talk about scale then because it seems yeah. like scale is pretty important but in a fantastical world where you're kind of making up the faunage you're making up the the ecosystem and stuff like that was there less pressure yeah. on you to 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 nail scale in that way because you were doing that as opposed to telling a person hey do you know what an ant looks like now here's you next to an ant right. their scale like how did you guys tackle nope. that it was super important because, you know, you did want somebody to like, like you need a reference point to understand scale. You need something that you can identify that's like, oh, I know how big that is to be able to then compare it to like something else. I do think the bugs offer a lot of that because they've got, you know, legs and there's spiders that look like spiders and they're a certain size relative to you and the other characters. So I feel like they're kind of like a, a grounding point for that. But then, you know, like trees and leaves are similar in size to like, you know, what an earth tree or leaf would be like, okay. they're just gigantic. So you can like stand on one leaf that is like the size of an entire arena that you're playing on. Mm. Okay, cool. I've noticed uh, through a lot of the gameplay videos that this, it seems to focus a lot on staying airborne while you're playing the game, how the mech is actually slower while you're walking around. How did that design element come into play? Having like, Focusing on having the character play most of the game while flying around and exploring the world, even through combat as well. Yeah, that was largely kind of, I feel like it. we wanted the characters to be like to use wind a lot in general mm -hmm. first. We're like, oh, cool. There's slipstreams. You jump into them. You float away. That was like part of like the day one prototype. We just made like a wind volume that you could jump in and get a lift up to like a high branch or something like that. But I think it really like secured itself when we started doing the first couple of rounds of bugs and Mel and I went back and forth on like, okay, what, what are the characteristics of their bugs? And we landed on like summer ground attackers, summer air attackers. And it kind of just established this paradigm that like the ground is dangerous. Like if you are mm -hmm. on the ground, you'll get bit by something that will crawl up to you and like bite you or like knock you off the platform. So you want to kind of like stay away from them. And so we just started like building all of the mechanics around like getting you airborne. Half of the abilities you use in the game will are kind of a form of jump. They'll like get you off of the wow. ground. Like mm. you, you hit jump, you'll jump. You hit like a push button, which blows some air. You'll also go into the air. So like most of the things you do will just naturally put you back into the air so you can be in your like default state. Yeah, it was a lot of the combat really informed that decision too. So we realized that like if we wanted to have a crowd control kind of game in a kind of the camera setting that we had, we realized that like staying directly on the ground really like, no pun intended, flattened the combat. It wasn't as interesting, <laughs> it wasn't as fun. It didn't have the kind of uh, verticality that we were looking for that made it feel dynamic. But then, you know, when you have a camera that's a little bit top down, we were like, how do we create that? And a lot of the, uh, like just organically, we ended up wanting to be in the air a lot of the time. And we're like, oh, okay, now we can create an ecosystem for the combat that you know, informs how much time the player should be up here versus down here versus like way up here using abilities to get yeah. extra air. And that created more challenge and layers to the combat that we found fun. So we just kept exploring it. <laughs> the other really fun artifact was that it kind of it changed our level design completely because we yeah. didn't need mm. flat surfaces or roads or anything, mm. which was like very true to like forest floor. If you like zoom in on a forest floor, like there's no flat surfaces. Yeah. It's all just like <laughs> bumpy stuff and rocks and like everything's uneven. So having a naturally airborne character mean, meant that we could still go anywhere and just kind of like hop around and you're just kind of bouncing on surfaces instead of having to like move along them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to ask like the unique combat scenarios and the unique world you're building obviously is going to inform the level design because now mm -hmm. you, you have to create 
this box to play in that speaks to those systems. So you yeah. touched on it a little bit. So like, can you go into some specific challenges that you had when you were designing levels of just anything really? Yeah. Just tell us what, what, what that situation was like behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember like one of the earliest challenges was like when I first started on, we were like, okay, let's try white boxing a level. Uh, that's like a, one of the more linear missions. Um, as opposed to like a patrol that's a bit bigger in sandbox. But let's just like try it out, see how the pace and scale feels. And initially we started with kind of like catwalks of like just long thin branches that we thought maybe would be how we could inform the player where to go. And this was before our kind of initial overhaul of the staying airborne kind of mechanics. So when mm -hmm. that started to come in, we realized that if we took the catwalk and cut it into a bunch of branches and rotated them 90 degrees and so now it's like, like ladder, ladder. Rungs. Yeah. yeah like ladder rungs that you're jumping across you're like that just makes the space feel better to move around based on our core mechanics so we just did like a, a big overhaul across all the maps that all had kind of linear branches and we were like detect all of them and rotate them uh and then it just kind of like automatically made the space feel more fun to move around in because like in my mind like creating a level even in the earliest stages if there's no gameplay in it it should still feel kind of fun to move through just with your base movement mechanics so that was right. like the starting point and one of the first challenges where we were like oh we want organic shapes we want branches we want it to feel you know natural and foresty but we don't want to have you kind of just walking along a straight branch because that's just yeah. not fun <laughs> and it had that added benefit that like it's really hard to get people or we've seen it's hard to get people to immediately switch their mindset because like most video games are walking on the ground. This one, we're trying to like invert that where jump is basically a bounce from airborne and you should be airborne all the time. Mm -hmm. But everybody wanted to crawl. They're like, we wish that you could crawl faster. And we're like, cool, <laughs> but we want you to just be airborne because that's when you're faster. So like taking away more of the ground so that you can't crawl anywhere. You just have to constantly jump over gaps because it's like 90% gaps, like kind of helped encourage that, right? Mm -hmm. Do you guys play around with anything underground? Like as far as a subterranean bit, yeah. uh, bugs and stuff? One yeah. of the first levels Mel mocked up had like kind of this cool hole in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, the hole in the log. I put I rotated a log and I thought the that it might tree? be fun. Yeah, if you floated over it and saw a hole that you could drop down into and then maybe explore that area as like a separate uh, zone in the level. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, we tried it's to keep really... a few of those in. <laughs> yeah, it's really tricky. We try to do, we did this with Creature in the Mall too, but like, try to do no hands on camera just like try to yes. keep the camera relatively 2d in terms of like it's a top-down game but we still like get like eager to make cinematic moments where like it feels more like a full 3d game so there's some tricky boundaries there of like okay how much of the like an environment can we continue in before the camera starts running into stuff or you like have issues mm. but yeah we found a good balance yeah a lot of tweaking <laughs> <laughs> the uh the mech is like the superstar of the whole game this is like the core it gets you around it's in there for the combat what can this thing do how does it evolve throughout the game and you can get like parts and upgrades can you go into that a little bit for us for sure yeah the the mech and the person making it annika is so core to the story and the like thesis of the game annika's an inventor so she runs a mechanic shop with her dad where they fix up rigs which is kind of like you know, fixing up cars. People use rigs like cars in a lot of the ways. And so she's already got a talent for like building things. And then she kind of goes off on her own and just instinctively uses that talent to take this piece of junk and you as Annika, as a player, turn it into something that's just really awesome. 
And all of the things she comes up with are kind of inspired by what she's experiencing. So she fights a bug that's leaving behind a trail of goo. She maybe think like, how can I use that goo to my advantage? And then inventability that's like related to it or to counteract something like, man, I keep getting wrecked by these things that are jumping. Like maybe I could jump higher to like avoid them mm -hmm. or stuff like that. So there's a lot of inspiration that comes from the environment and from her external experience that leads to like the inventions she comes up with. Mm -hmm. Is that linear or is that like purposely designed when you get things or is it a little open world? Like how do, how do you approach that? Ooh, it's a little bit linear. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of had it, we had it more open at, at the start, but we found that it fit better with the story when we started to like introduce key moments and be like, yeah, this is an impactful moment where like this thing happens and it's probably the best time for her to like come up with this moment. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of scripted stuff like that, but it, there are some things that aren't and I feel like they kind of meld together. Yeah, we felt that it was the game really kind of unlocks in layers. So once you get a certain amount of upgrades or you get some specific upgrades, um, the combat starts to really like you feel a little bit more capable and you can start thinking about things and strategizing a little better. So we wanted to make sure that people didn't miss any of those upgrades. Um, so we put a bunch of them in like the crypt path and we did some pacing passes to like go, OK, like but was saying this feels good at this point, this feels totally correct at this point um and then we still have like a few extra things that you can suss out in the world and explore in like the more open sandboxy areas to find yeah. and there's two steps to it too so you know there's the invention of an ability in our yeah. game where annika has a thought and says it out loud she's like man i bet i could tweak this thing and make whatever about my mech better and then you basically have a like a crafting recipe in your inventory and it's up to you to choose to actually like gather the resources necessary to fabricate that new upgrade, mm. which you can do in any order. So if you've mm -hmm. got like three potential new ability recipes, you get to pick like, or I see what this one does. There's like preview videos for them. That looks really cool. And it would help whatever I'm running into. So you can choose to craft that one before the others or things like that. Yeah. So there's autonomy over like what order in which you like kind of develop your skills. Do you contextual, can, can you contextually trigger um her ideas without you know like on your own almost like hey i you know went down this little path that looks like it's it's you know path of an un uh, untraveled road or whatever and then i found this bug and then she has this thought but it wasn't necessarily something that everyone might find you know like sure. it, it, are there moments like that in the game a little bit it's more about like research so like it's similar idea, but it's like what you run into. So there's one tab in your like inventory that just shows like all of the bugs you've encountered mm. and like how many times you've like shooed them away, basically. It's kind of like an XP for like everything that you've done in the game. Okay. I fought the beetle 12 times and I fought this slug thing four times. <laughs> I've used my push ability a hundred times. As you do those different actions, it leads to different inventions. So if you run into Oh, cool. a certain type of bug earlier than later, it will lead to an invention a little bit earlier than later. Yeah, kind of cumulative. Yeah. So that's kind of how you're tackling a skill tree. Yeah, in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. There's like, that's kind of the, the three-step stage to it. There's, you know, like the story-based inventions, which are just kind of like, you know, you're playing the game, you're progressing the narrative. She comes up with ideas. There's this research tab in which you're just like gaining XP for like every different type of bug you run into and a lot of the different types of actions. And then once you've invented something, you have to go through, find all the crafting materials you need in a bunch of different regions. There's about six like different materials that you have to find 
um, in different places and then use those to like fabricate the actual upgrades that you have. Andy, I can see your brain breaking right now. I just love because <laughs> you like it. As, I keep, my mind goes back to Creature Noel. It's such a minimalist yeah. game. It's like you have yeah. a, the simple core gameplay. Of it's 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 a pinball dungeon crawler, yeah, and there's totally. like very little story. It's all kind of in the background, and this is just you talk about you, you shrink down the player, but the scope of the story is like huge. It's there's pretty whole, ambitious. There's yeah. like a whole world here of characters. What was that like going from a game where it's like, hey, we got like a two page script and now it's like, now it's 2000 pages. What was that like? Well, (laughs) we added Mel to the team and then we're like, we can do anything. (laughs) Got a third person. Let's go nuts. (laughs) It's like with a third person. (laughs) No, it was good. And we got more, we got uh, like a couple more people on the team longer than we had on creatures well like we had a dedicated animator for a good portion of production this time which like basically single-handedly handled like all the cutscenes in the game so like we we planned it out a little bit to try to make it a little bit bigger but mm. it was still i think bigger than we, we intended <laughs> i mean yeah. it's good i think it's still a cozy game like we didn't make a 20 30 hour game we made something that's still cozy right. we like to make those like you know double a weekender type experiences yeah. in a lot of ways I do want to ask you guys how this game's development differed from Creature because with Creature, I fell in love with that on the show floor at PAX East two years ago. Now we've had no physical packs uh, in so long. Yeah, how has that worst. been without that without the, that kind of player feedback? And the game was launching in two weeks, by the way. Yeah. It's uh, a real bummer. So what's the if Adam was on this podcast right now, he would be crying a single tear. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's rough um i don't know a lot of a lot of teams are adapting like the marketing strategies that like madison wallace has helped us with and that the teams are working with Mm -hmm. are doing are like totally different like nobody's doing the same thing that they were doing pre-covid you know right so there's a lot of like private press events or like you know direct to whatever specific outlet type Mm -hmm. moments so it's definitely a different approach and like i honestly don't know how it's going to go because we just it's all new to me at least but yeah i i feel like the second that we have like real events again they're just going to be 100 percent parties and like nobody's going to get anything done <laughs> like, there's a game here oh yeah, yeah. by the way here's a code to the game i uh, made a game what like, you think i, don't I guess care. <laughs> like here go to an open bar and there's a game here if you want to yeah maybe <laughs> play while you're around man yeah, that's been weird you know yeah. we, mel we... has never worked in the office yeah because yeah. oh joined, wow i joined yeah in march no in april um we interviewed in march the day before lockdown in montreal so we interviewed her in the building yeah so she came in for the interview and we're like check out this sweet office we've got a ping pong table and a coffee machine and then we're like go back chair there's a massage parlor in the back (laughs) i was like this lunchroom looks so awesome wow nice (laughs) spot someday oh man (laughs) yeah so i mean shut it down are you are you there is no office now or like how there's an office. It's we still, there. still have the building because it's it's kind of complex, but like we're a sister company to this like huge film studio up here and okay. in Dallas, Texas, Real Effects uh, yeah, Studios. Yeah, yeah. They hired like three, four hundred people when they came up here to Montreal. So we have a huge space. The same awesome. building actually is like Unity and Uber up here in Montreal. Oh, wow. It's a really nice building. Really um, cool place. Yeah. That sounds like the ideal place 
I she was cool. And we're just like a couple there. of people in the corner. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it sounds really, really cool. I'd love to go there someday. <laughs> wow, must be nice. Must be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are, are things starting to to look up for that for you guys? Like, are, are you planning to kind of ride this this the change that that's going to happen this wave that's going to happen for your next projects or are you going to have you learned something by pulling back a little bit i mean your scope still was you know larger like we just mentioned but yeah you know the way you approach the project changed drastically are you going to go back to the old ways or are you going to do a mix of both like how how, how do you how do you go forward from here as a such a small developer yeah it's a tough question um yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff there. I do think that there are some a lot of permanent changes from this that mm. I I personally enjoy. Like I really like a lot of aspects of working from home, Thanks. and I know there are also things that just like having people go through the motion like will change your process and your mindset a little bit. That will allow for things to just develop better in the future. Mm. I don't know. I, I it's hard to describe, but I I don't think they will. We're just gonna like go back to doing whatever we did. I don't right. think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. But could, we'll probably find see... a good balance where we like bring back the things we missed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I could definitely see us striking a balance of like having the awesome office environment where we can, you know, spitball ideas and uh, rip off each other and all that good stuff. And then also being able to have the freedom of like, we have all the things, you know, set up on our PCs to work from home. Exactly. So if, yeah. So if it's, if it makes sense for us to do that on a day, you know, that we can just do that because it's already all set up. It's not a big castle or anything. So yeah, you, you can, you could essentially have your meetings together, have your day together right. and go, okay, now take three weeks and do it. And then we'll meet yeah, up, yeah. we'll meet up in three weeks and see what we got, you know, kind right. of thing. I mean, that, that do you, do you, it, it, with this game, like what, what was the dev cycle for this? How long have you been working on this? We one? started the game at the beginning of last year. Oh, wow. Wow. Quick turnaround. So like, yeah, Creature came out September Mm -hmm. 2019. Adam was working on story development before I was done doing all the technical junk on Creature. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of hit the ground running with prototyping basically like November, December in 2019 and then brought on Mel early the following year, 2020. Mm -hmm. So it was like almost entirely just a COVID game. Wow. <laughs> did, did the success of creature kind of dictate a little bit of the the scope that you had for yeah creation? i mean what was awesome is we kind of very quickly lined up publishing with madison wells after creature because of how that was doing they loved creature and right. they came on late to basically just like help us push that reach even further and they're like we want to find something new what do you got and we're like we're making a game about fern gully and <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be great. Burn buggy. Burn oh my god, that's it. That's the name, you guys. So I, I do have one. I see now. I have a critique now. There's a group in the yeah. game called the Acorn Core. Yeah. Why is it not called Acorn? Acorn. I mean, it's right there. Honestly, so Acorn Core was the working title of the game, mm-hmm. but oh. like we changed it for a lot of reasons. We changed it for a lot of reasons. It's hard to like explain them all, but like. I don't know. Stone Stonefly was like a little bit more core to the, like the narrative. So Annika Stonefly well, is her it name. It's her story. Way more dope than oh, right. <laughs> it, yeah. Acorn Core. Also, you it's know. hard for people to spell core sometimes because they don't know yeah. which one you're talking or, about or pronounce it. Also, yeah. Like Acorn Core. Like, is that how I Acorp. pronounce this word again? Acorn Core. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Okay. I went with 
never mind. I'm not even gonna. But yeah, the Acorn Core is cool. They're a ragtag group of people of like literally entirely different species. I don't think I don't think any of the characters that we modeled that actually appear in 3D in our game are of the same species. It's a yeah. it's a wide gamut. That's pretty cool. It's but, like a um, like a Guardians of the Galaxy. All these different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Mix mishmash. A lot of different creatures. So and it's out very soon. It's you guys. out very this soon. So like soon. Exciting. So. Uh, it's that's what's surreal about it. I feel like without events, you're just mm. sitting in your home and you're like, what oh, are, I guess what it's is time? <laughs> what, is, what are dates? Yeah. Right. Like, you don't have that. You don't have yeah. those touchstone moments, those key mm. right. kind of things to keep you going. And, and, you know, you feel that in everyday life. Like when I go to work, I, I'm back in the office now uh, full time and it took a long time for me to realize what day it was of the week. Like exactly like three weeks now i just call it first monday second monday third monday fourth monday and friday like that's what that's what i do because it's it's all they all blur together there's no difference anymore where at least when i was home like the television shows that were on were different the like my kids schedules were different like there was some some form of difference but whatever i don't want to tangents yeah be damned i get it um (laughs) what is this is this the a kind of game that you are looking to support uh after release or is this something that's going to be a one and you know you, you drop that's it such a hard yeah that's such a hard question for us yes like i do think on creature we didn't support it post launch as much as we could it's been really hard like we're that's one of the one things we run into the most is like a small team that's just trying to constantly like get the next thing going and like mm-hmm. find funding and like do all these things that are like forward looking but you also want to support the previous stuff so like for sure we want to we want to give this a love it deserves uh post launch it doesn't mean we've committed to like you know, a bunch of DLC or anything like that, but yeah. um, that's something I'm I'm super mindful of. Just, mm-hmm. just, and then again, at the same time, we are working on new stuff already. Yeah, like of course. Yeah, yeah. Launch, I like, could tell you, I could tell you right, one thing. Next? I'm intrigued about this universe. So even if it's not support cool. for this title, exploring that world sounds like a blast. Yeah, it's really great. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Andy, any uh, last couple of questions you, you might have? See, in my head, I feel like it's just all like the creature world and this world live together in the same pocket oh. universe somehow. <laughs> I'm getting like an Ico, Shell of the Colossus kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Oh my God, maybe they're somehow connected in some way. Andy. Andy. Yes, Steven. What if this oh. game takes place actually inside the creature? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Like it's a whole world inside the creature. I hadn't considered that. I mean, you don't know how big the creature is. We don't don't know. We don't know scale. And you guys, and it's all—it's not like it's an ant or a real like bumblebee. Like you're making this shit up on us on the fly. You're dropping, (laughs) you're dropping acid and figuring this shit out. It's on the creature's back. Has a whole like ecosystem on his body, just hanging out. You guys are describing the ending of Men in Black. Which one was it? The second or the third one where they go into the locker oh and then there's... God. Oh, yeah, you're right. There are no original ideas. That's not that's not talking about that. No, I think the ins... Yeah. But, like, maybe there's, I don't know, some sort of hot area and that's the heart. Mm-hmm. Like, but you don't know that until mm-hmm. the third game. Now it's now it's inner space. That's what we're doing now. I like this. Now it's, now it's, yeah. it's the... The creature in the well, the world within the creature in the well. Okay. Creature in the well, world in the creature. Right. 
Right. I think in we nailed this. I think we nailed this. In the wow. We got it. We got it. Now, Andy, <laughs> do, do you're, you're, the, you're the gatekeeper. Do we have time for quick rapid fire? You know, we got time for a couple good ones. A I couple of like. good ones. So we're going to do this really quickly. And we're going to make it so worth it. I guarantee you. I, I, no I promises. Some, I have some wild ones. So do you want to just... No. All right. I'm going to let you start it then. Because mm-hmm. I... And I'll riff off of you. Because I want to see right. how ridiculous you're going to get with this rapid fire today. All right. It's a question for both of you. Okay. You can have Mel answer first, okay? How many chickens would it take to take down an elephant? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. What kind of chicken? Uh, an angry they're one. Not, yeah, an angry... The Legend of Zelda chickens. Legend of Zelda chickens. Oh, okay. Whoa, that's, one. that's different chicken. <laughs> that's di- that elephant doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> Elephant's toast. Uh, your, av- your average ass chicken. Your average ass chicken. Your basic um, ass chicken. I want to say like maybe 40, like mm. a good round couple, okay. like okay. more than more than 20, less than a hundred. I like it. Yeah. Somewhere in that zone. I feel like you could fluster an elephant pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It'd Exhausted be like being swarmed bit. by bees. <laughs> right. Mm. Right. Sure. Sure. Like I'd know pretty hard if I were an elephant. What do you think? Absolutely. <laughs> if takedown equals just falling on your side, then just like a grid of chickens, I feel like you've got the number right. Right, mm. forty on one side, just like pecking at it, it'll mm-hmm. go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think there's enough like force of <laughs> that many yeah. animals, perhaps with a hive mind. They can I was gonna it. say like thirty-five. Yeah. Okay. Right. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. When you level up in real life, like an RPG, you level up. What's the sound yeah. you make? Mm. <laughs> That's the sound? Is that your version of the sound? No. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, That's Mel, Mel's giggle is the sound of her leveling up. Mine would That's definitely just saying. be a goblin scream. Nah! Yes. Yeah. I'm growing. It's like becoming powerful. I think that's the sound I make on my birthday every year. Like a large sword sheath, like a shing, or something nice. like huge that like echoes shiny, yeah, throughout, nice. like yeah, the downtown. Oh, okay. Yeah, that oh, yeah. sounds cool though. Yeah. Right. I like the cackle though. The cackle. Yeah, the good. cackle does work. Which well, cackling? Echoing, lots of reverb on the cackle. Like echoing. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You want to intimidate mm-hmm. what's Very large? Me. Yeah, mm-hmm. Andy. Well, speaking about swords oh. and bows, that's a oh, oh a double meaning bow. His name is bow, and it's also a weapon. <laughs> What would be your weapon of choice in the zombie apocalypse? Mm. Yeah, that's so tough. I like melee or infinite ammo. Like I do like ranged. Like I like the concept mm. of a bow, but like what can you do when you run out of arrows? I just feel like mm. it's more practical to have a blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go I would go with a blade as well. Mm-hmm. Just a, a really soft, maybe a dagger, a nice solid yeah, dagger. Yeah, not too long, because you don't yeah. want to be in a tricky situation where you're like, oh, the sword's too big, and I'm stuck yeah. against the wall. You yeah, know? something about <laughs> maybe this size, cobbish. Like, like a, a machete, machete, machete of some kind. Okay, I, yeah. got, I got a good something question. Sharp. I got a yeah. really mm-hmm. good one. Okay, okay. We, we we've done yeah. we've done riffs on this before, but I think this is good. Mm-hmm. Both of your phones ring. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> they go. ring, ring, ring. Them? Hello. Uh, yeah. You find out Adam has been arrested. Oh, yeah. This is good. <laughs> what was Adam arrested for? <laughs> Trying to help an old lady across the street. Wow. she <laughs> that, Was she Lady Hitler? What was, what no, was, this is Canada, bro. The rules are weird in Canada, but apparently. But he would just be like, I was trying to help this lady across the street, and they arrested me. 
And I'd be like, why? And you'd be like, I don't know. He wouldn't have answers. He wouldn't know. In the same vein, I was going to say, I don't think Adam, if Adam got arrested, I think he would call and not know why, because he was probably not doing anything wrong. Mm, exactly. So got arrested. <laughs> like Wrongfully he was taking accused. a picture of the canal and they were just, just like, you can't do that. <laughs> Yes. Like, oh. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> I want you to each take a moment and think about sports. Oh, baseball, yeah. basketball, uh-huh. boxing, hockey, all, all the sports. All the, all sports, the collective sports. All the athletic competitions that you could think of. And pick one that you would have a new rule. It would require drinking while you're playing. What sport would you pick? Oh, that's good. I like this one. To have this rule be imposed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i think like okay yeah go ahead okay. please go ahead, i was Mark. gonna go like default canadian and be like well hockey because watching drunk people skate around is hilarious right, <laughs> yeah. right. but i feel like volleyball is the choice here because... oh god <laughs> volleyball would be hilarious <laughs> the amount of comedic value of a volleyball being whiffed and like the sound it makes on impact for somebody mm-hmm. not suspecting and is face my... planting in the sand it's mm-hmm. my favorite try to oh, run in gonna... the sand yeah I th- and you know you're there's on the no beach. traction <laughs> it's a relatively safe place if you're in if you're on the ice and you're drunk you're probably right. gonna hurt yourself right. really bad so. I, I don't i don't know how i feel about giving a bunch of drunk hockey players blades on their feet like i don't That's know it. how i feel about and sticks in right. their hands my answer was curling because it's the same type of thing <laughs> yes but then you'll just be like sliding down the fucking just lane, going. Or, like, <laughs> slamming Straight into each other like a bunch just, of like just penguins. Slowly, just I slowly was turning, like as you're. Like, <laughs> I was wondering, spinning around on your back. <laughs> Who you forget to let go and you just rock it into it? Or you just hang on to it and it pulls you across. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, you could literally see like the oh, scra- <laughs> scraping the ice. Oh, <laughs> I was, oh let me shake that up while I'm here. I might as exactly. well exactly <laughs> grease the court. Mm-hmm. I was really waiting for one of you to go dark and be like just NASCAR. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. NASCAR. Okay. No, the opposite of what Don't you think would driving. happen would happen, Andy. The <laughs> complete it would be all these dumb idiot nascar not that all nascar drivers are idiots i just mean you're gonna be so obliteratedly it dumb be after drinking yeah exactly mm-hmm. like you're gonna be so dumb and you're gonna be so afraid to go fast you're just gonna be like right you're gonna be, be like, going at 15 miles an hour yeah, and be like, I'm somehow so made fast. nascar boring yeah exactly actually more <laughs> and one then the lap, large view would just be like them <laughs> inching across yeah. the line come on guys like if i go any faster i'm gonna, yeah, I'm really gonna get pulled to- over man. smart enough to not go really fast when they're drunk <laughs> i would like to see nascar but they have to eat a sandwich while they're driving like okay. distracted driving nascar edition i think that would be hilarious I, I think that would be great for like uh cycling because like <laughs> I, <laughs> our buddies are like trying to learn how to like ride without handlebars because it's useful when you're on a long ride and you like need to eat mm. potentially a sandwich i'm not saying right. we have sandwiches but like if you need two hands for something it'd be yeah, nice to have them on a bike i mean we have uh-huh. feed bags they exist true. strap yeah. that son bitch here and just <laughs> <laughs> just gotta kick it back eat some eat some cheerios <laughs> get a bowl of soup while yeah, you're on a bike ride oh speaking nice. of is uh mm. cereal and milk a soup mm. <laughs> no uh, no because i think soups need to be cooked is that not mm. a cooked. requirement for okay. soup okay, is cereal not cooked gazpacho is a soup to me just to oh. combat that but I, there's still something different about gazpacho versus cereal mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. i don't really know mm-hmm. how to separate the two other than like the liquid Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. 
I mean, like, the ocean people. is a soup. It's got salt. Right. Like, you would never Plants. call milk in your cereal a broth, right? Yeah. But, like, also, I don't know. Would you? Have, have, you drank, have you drank a nice uh, frosted flake broth? It's delicious. <laughs> It's or an applejack broth. It could be Cinnamon a dessert soup. CTC broth. I agree. It's like quite kinda... delectable. It could be a dessert. A dessert soup. Nothing's. Nothing dessert says broth. soup has to be. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. bad idea. We tried to make dessert gumbo once. I'm bad sorry. Idea. <laughs> Don't <No>. do that. <laughs> Why do I have a feeling that marshmallows idea. were involved? <laughs> there were, and it was bad. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness! All right. If you go ahead, I have a, I have a question. Yeah, one more, and then I'll hit the final. One more, then final. Yeah. If you could pick a superhero or a supervillain to be your therapist, who would you pick? A soup. Soup. A, a soup, soup or a hero? Oh, no, a superhero. A superhero <laughs> or supervillain? <laughs> oh, actually, we should expand. Who would you pick then? Who would you want to be super your supervillain super or superhero therapist? I feel um, like for most, you'd be doing the therapy because they're all a little bit in the head. There's some really good ones out there. There are. Um, man, I don't know why my first instinct was say hello from Thor Ragnarok. Mm, that's a good choice. I feel like that's she has the choice. confidence I my want. My first instinct so. was Loki. I was like, <laughs> wow. I don't okay. know why, but I just I want to talk to Loki like, about some stuff that's like really he would personal. get in yeah. there. He would get in yeah. there real yeah. deep. Yeah. But that's what you want, though. Like, right. Whatever would happen, I'd be like, like damn, you deep, really showed me something. Today. Uh, I'm deep clean. I'm just curious, Andy. What are you picking for that answer? Oh, shit. I'd probably go with Magneto. I'm torn. Yeah, he's good he's seen some shit so you, you're I all going villain route huh my problems would be nothing compared to his so he'd be like why are you I'm, whining so like, much <laughs> yeah i'm not super interested you've heard of the in, holocaust like, nice right guy therapist. <laughs> no no nice guy therapist i don't mm-hmm. feel yeah. I, i'll end up being their therapist and i'm gonna just it's not exactly gonna exactly <laughs> yeah right i'm caught between tony stark and dr strange Okay, Doctor Strange mm. would be pretty interesting. Doctor Strange is very good. I mean, they're like both Dr. assholes. Be, right? be too focused on themselves, though. You worry That's, about you. Well, they are quite narcissistic. Yeah. They are super, <laughs> like, yeah, but they can make me feel better about myself for being, you know, whatever. Anyway, all right. <laughs> so, the final question, the most important question, um, really of your entire careers. I know that mm-hmm. you, you have like relatively that. young careers. Um, no doubt. You know, Couple of, couple of young developers in the industry really making a name for yourself, carving out a corner of the of the business, as it were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be asked a lot of questions. Producers, uh, publishers, they're going to ask you a lot of questions. They're going to ask you the, the and you have to be like with the tie and like your hair all done up nice, and you have to answer really, really eloquently. Otherwise, you're going to lose the deal. Up. A lot of buildups. Steven. You're going to lose the deal. You know what I mean? Um, right. none, no question. Deal. No question. An investor could ask you no question. You could be, you could, here's the Pope, you know, maybe you're not even Catholic. doesn't matter. The Pope is here and he's like going to ask you questions. Not as important as this question that we're about to ask you. You understand? Do you get what we're getting out here? Understand. You could die tomorrow, end up at the pearly gates of heaven and St. Pete will not ask you a more important question than what I'm about to ask you. Mm-hmm. Now that I've leveled that very mm-hmm. simple answer. A baby can answer it. Andy or Steve? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a stove in your background? That is my kitchen, kitchen? yeah. That's (laughs) your kitchen, kitchen. right? (laughs) And then you've got some Super Meat Boy, some Angry Birds. What's up there? Hang on, we got... Oh, oh we got Angry Birds. I just got to do some data gathering. There's Mega Man cereal on the top. top, That's pretty cool. And there's an Elder What about Scrolls. you, Steven? What do you have? That's your Batman ceiling. Pops. There's an Elder Scrolls. We're just looking at your ceiling. Mug. 
Oh, my bad. There we go. You we have a ceiling fan. I'd be disqualified for that alone. We got some turtles. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. We got some D and D books. Really, pairs all my consoles. And you know, I support them indie games. I got that Temtem stickers. I got my Temtem stickers. Stickers are good. I love how Bo needs to know the facts. It's like the fact finder. Yeah. You know, you can't just jump make the to right. Yeah, he's a director. You, man. Really you need all the information. You need to set the you scene. Really can't with my blue shell hoodie. Just saying. I'm <laughs> wearing my cool. own merch. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we got an Andy. You got an Andy. <laughs> Mel, it's all on you. You got to answer next now. Wait, Bo, who did you pick? You picked Andy? Picked Andy, yeah. Okay, I'll pick Steven. Wow. I, I, lo I love getting <laughs> I love getting that one. That one's my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite version of, of being picked. Is is the mm -hmm. well then well then I guess I'll have Steve. Well, you know. <laughs> it's just how it goes, buddy. I know, I know, I know. All about I know equality. How it goes. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Man. How about Shadow the Hedgehog instead? My, I'm perfectly, oh. my pride is perfectly intact. Mm -hmm. uh, no issues to, to report here. <laughs> Folks, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this was this was fantastic. Um, where can everybody follow you guys, follow the game? Where can everybody pre-order all that fun stuff? Buy the damn thing. T tell everybody. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Stonefly Game. Website to Stonefly Game. We'll just like point you to everything. Mm -hmm. uh, there's... It's coming to a lot of stores, all the stores. Uh, oh. So you can kind of wish list or, yeah, check it out there. God, I'm so excited. We got a Discord you can hang out I in. Please yes. come out to oh, the yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, come hang on the oh, Discord. So, yeah, oh, so good, yeah. It's like a Flight School Studio Discord. So if you search for, like, Creature in the Well or yeah, Stonefly yeah, yeah. Oh, in it. Discord server list, you'll find us. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Love it. Do you have anything, any, like, events planned, any, like, streaming things or anything like that yeah. planned for the release? Yeah, we've got a bunch of streamings planned, uh, more so up leading up to the release. We've done a couple so far, like, once every other week or so. Okay. Just going, like, behind the scenes this week, actually, a day or two ago. Yeah. We did, like, a deep dive into a bunch of the concept art and, like, how we did character mm. creation. So there's, like, a that. lot of behind the scenes, That's like, awesome. content if you come join mm -hmm. the Discord and love it. check those out. That's fantastic. Folks, that's going to do it here. You could follow us on social media. We are at dual underscore screens on Twitter, at dual screens on Instagram. Join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash DS podcasts. Thanks again for all of our Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash NDS podcast. And thank you, Andy. Mm, thank you thank for you, being Steve. here. Oh, thank you, Bo. For also being here. Thank you, Thanks. Mel. Thank oh, you, listeners. Yeah, thank you, yes. viewers. Mel, and as Mel. always, thank please you. be excellent to each other. And buy this game. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.